Welcome back to another episode of Disc Read Air, the podcast where every week we dive into the fascinating and extensive library of the greatest selling video game console of all time, the PlayStation 2. I'm Derek Kicker. I'm Ian Golding. And this week we're talking about The Sopranos. Road to respect. Gobblegool. Welcome this morning. Got some gobblegool. <laughs> This game came out in November of 2006. It was developed by Seven Studios. Is that the name or were Seven Studios involved? <laughs> it's the name, Seven Studios. And it was published by THQ. Um, you know, I guess they really will publish anything. Anything. Anything they can get their fucking grubby mitts on, they'll fucking put out. And uh, HBO, I guess, was heavily involved in this game. That does not surprise me. <laughs> Seven Studios hasn't done a ton of games, and it looks like the last game they did was in 2009. So I think they're gone. They're, it seems like we're getting closer now to the this was their last game. <laughs> they, had, they had a few after this, mm -hmm. but not great. But they, uh, it looks like they've done a lot of movie tie-ins. They did the Fantastic Four game for Ooh, PS2. Wow. wow. They did Shrek Super Slam. Okay. They did Pirates of the Caribbean, The Legend of Jack Sparrow. Okay. They did Shrek the Third. They did the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. <laughs> they did Napoleon Dynamite, the game for PSP I, and DS. I had no fucking idea that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, they did Six Flags Fun Park <laughs> for the Wii and DS, and their last game appears to have been Space Camp for the Wii and DS. Is this based on the 1980s movie? Space Camp? Yeah. No. Oh, damn. It doesn't that look like would... it. It barely looks like it's a game. Okay. It's probably just you go through all the things that a kid would do in Space Camp. Remember that was a big thing? What happened to that? That was a big deal when I was a kid. Every, like, the best thing you could possibly ever win in a sweepstakes was fuck going to space camp. For me, I don't know, I don't know about the timeline, but I feel like maybe it's because it went out of my mind as a thing, but as soon as the Challenger exploded, uh, space camp was no longer a thing. But you're young enough that that, if you remember space camp, that was after that. Yeah, yeah, when the Challenger exploded in what, 88? 86. 86? I wasn't even born. But I do remember on Nickelodeon, it was always like the winner of Double Dare or of space Guts. Space Camp, yeah. Of Guts. Space Camp. You get to go to fucking Space Camp. And they show the kids at like the G machine. It's like, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Riding around the thing from uh, Spies Like Us. Yeah. Um, so that was like the coolest thing in the world. And that has nothing to do with The Sopranos, but no. it is an interesting bit of like nostalgia for me. Yeah. yeah. So back to Sopran Sopranos Road to Respect. <laughs> yeah, it was published by THQ, and uh, apparently there was a version for the Xbox 360 that was set for release, but canceled, I'm assuming, due to the game not being very good. Yeah, not selling well, at least. Yeah. Wow. Which sucks, because are, are you a Sopranos fan? I love the Sopranos. How could you not love the Sopranos? It is... 
the best television show of all time, in my humble opinion. It's up there. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Um, and Sopranos creator David Chase did consult on this game. This blows my mind. From what I can surmise on the internet, all he did, all he consulted on was the script. Was okay. to make sure that the characters sounded like their characters from the show. So new characters in the game are he had nothing to do with. And apparently, when the game came out, he was very he was he, very much in the camp of that was all HBO. I had very little to do with it. Of course, Ex- except for uh, he did make it clear make it clear that nothing in this game is canon. Right, and that no storylines overlap into the game. Not a surprise. Yeah. I mean, not that it, well, we'll get into it, but it doesn't have any significant impact on the uh, Sopranos um, cinematic universe as a whole. Yeah, absolutely not. This game is, uh, I guess we'll go into the story. Welcome to the family. About fucking time. So basically the story is, is that you are uh, Joey La Roca. La Roca. You know, Italian, Joey Italian hands. And you are the illegitimate bastard of of Big Pussy. Yeah. Who, of course, uh, whacked in the season finale of season two of The Sopranos, spoiler alert, for being a fucking rat. He was a goddamn rat. He was a stool pigeon. I think that's my favorite episode of The Sopranos. It's called Fun House. Tony gets food poisoning from bad clams at Vesuvio. That's right. That's right. And hallucinates a fish talking to him. And hallucinates, uh, and in his hallucination, in his food poisoning state, is when he realizes that Big Pussy has to be the rat. Has to be, yeah. It's uh, truly an incredible and experimental piece of prestige television before that was even a term. This, yeah, this became, this started that whole thing, that whole prestige television, honestly. Yeah, and truly incredible. So you play as Big Pussy's uh, illegitimate son. And as he try, attempts to work his way up in the Soprano crime family, so would you um, say he's on the road to respect? He is on. He is on the road to respect, and uh, we'll get we'll get into how respect comes into this game because it comes yeah. into this game in a very stupid fucking way. Yes, but like like the story of this game, uh, Joey is wildly. Yeah, incompetent. Yes. Um, fucking ma- buffoon. Makes all the wrong decisions. 100%. And uh, is generally unlikable. So he's the perfect avatar for this game. Yeah, he is this game. I mean, it's it, they couldn't... Yeah, he could not sum up this game better as a character. Yeah. So let's get into the motherfucking gameplay. Enough already. Clean them up. At first... All right, forget that fuck. Now go pick up my sandwich. So you start this game, and the the game starts with tr- a truly incredible opening cutscene that I feel like it was created by someone who's heard of The Sopranos but has never seen a single episode. Not an episode, correct. That is so. It's true. it starts out with uh, main character Joey LaRocca breaking the passenger side window of a car 
outside of Satrial's pork yep. shop from the show. Yeah. Uh, and stealing a woman's purse off the seat. And as he makes his getaway, he uh, runs into Tony. <laughs> Literally runs into Tony. And Tony proceeds to take him into Satrial's, throw him against something, like a wall or something, and be like, what the fuck are you doing? You fucking kidding me? Pulling a stunt like that on this street? It was just sitting there. What do you care? Look at you, a fucking street punk, snatching purses from old ladies. I like this opening cutscene, and I like it for the reason that it, it kind of encapsulates the entirety of the game, right? Yeah, yeah. In that it doesn't make a lot of sense. Nope. It leaves you asking the question, but why? But why is any of this happening? And also, it highlights what is the absolute best part of this game, which is... James Gandolfini's voice performance as Tony. Yep, they got the pretty much the entire. They got yeah, they got the entire even Vito, even mm -hmm. Fat Vito, um, mm -hmm. is voiced by his you know original actor, and it's weird. It it causes like a, it causes like some conflict inside of me because James Gandolfini is so good as Tony Soprano that the very few sections of the game that have him in it, he lifts the whole game up. I could not fucking agree more, yeah. These little baby moments that you get, these little brief snippets you get of what is essentially a lost Tony Soprano performance, lifts the whole thing up and almost makes this game tolerable. Almost, it's so close. Which is truly an incredible feat. And that's why I like the opening scene. Because it's it's horrific and confusing and stupid, but then it also is something you want to watch because it's you're you know they're letting James Gandolfini cook here. Yeah, absolutely. So after that, where he gets chastised by Tony, and it serves as like just a way to get into the fact that he's big pussy's son and that his dad was a snitch, which is like a reoccurring theme. Yes, you can kind of see where they're trying to go with this yeah they're trying to make it like oh he's got a chip on his shoulder he's never he is trying to live down his father's legacy and i would say honestly it takes a swing at being a serious story yeah it just fails and there are scenelets that i wish actually came to something because it's not a terrible idea but he sees the ghost of his father like in bathroom mirrors. Ironically, almost always just bathroom mirrors. Yeah, no other mirrors, not just standing there in a room, just yeah. bathroom mirrors. Which which I guess makes sense. Big Pussy did spend a lot of time in the bathroom. <laughs> the, the man had diarrhea, folks. It's true. So I guess that's where his spirit would reside. Oh, my God. Um, but then you get into, like, what I can only describe as being being like a a gopher, a gopher simulator. Just walk because <laughs> like the first five missions are literally so the game the game the hub of the game is bada bing of course yeah sills strip club and that's where you get most of your missions and that is the hub in which you start most of your missions and this game fools you into thinking it's going to be open world it is oh. absolutely not no. uh this is this is actually a formula that the godfather game would get 
perfect. Yeah. And I think the Godfather game is a, a very good game. It's a fantastic fucking game. And this seems like it could have gone in that direction and decided not to and decided to do something much dumber. <laughs> so the first mission is one of the strippers in Bada Bing. By the way, this is also the first game on the podcast we've done that has uh, frontal nudity. Yes. Female the last. frontal nudity, which is very funny and very hilarious looking. But your first mission is a stripper says, I can't dance to this music. Can you go <sighs> tell the DJ to change it up? Mm-hmm. And that leads to one of the first unique mechanics of this game. And I wouldn't say, and I don't mean unique as in like it's something nobody else has done. Uh, it's just something nobody else has done this badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you go up and talk to the DJ, and you have an option to talk to him in a neutral tone, mm-hmm. a smooth tone, or, or get tough with him. You could get yeah. tough with him. You can him. get tough. Yeah. Yeah. And with this first mission, there is no consequence to any of the the way you talk to him. There no is matter, not. If you talk to him tough, he'll change the song. If you talk to him smooth, he'll change the song. If you talk to him neutral, he'll change the song. Um, it just it's how he reacts to you, right? Is is the only thing that changes. Uh, I talked tough with him, and he got pissy, but. This also never comes back. Like this character of the DJ, it's not like you talking to him now causes some sort of consequence down the line. Right. That's not how it works. And thus proceeds like the first dozen missions of this game are go talk to Polly. Oh, Jesus. Uh, find, find Syl in the bathroom. Talk to him. Talk to him. Go talk to Tony. Get Tony's lunch order. Yeah. Yeah, though that's that is eighty percent of the missions in this game are go from one room to another and just find a person, find a person or a thing, yeah, and press X. Yes, that's it. That's the fucking game. That's all. That's all it is. And then uh, eventually you come to the first mission of any sort of consequence, which is one of the bar patrons is a little too drunk and got a little too fresh with a stripper, and you beat him to death. Yes, you kill him. And then his friend's like, hey, you beat my friend to death. <laughs> so then you beat him to death. Sure, sure. And then you have to get rid of the body. Yep. So in an, un- in an un- uninspired cutscene, you end up at the docks, and you bribe a security guard with $100, or you can beat him up. Yep. You get Either that one. It doesn't it doesn't matter. And then through a comedy of errors, you and this other uh guy who is your friend and also a low level member of the Soprano crime family, try and dispose of this body in I guess the ocean. It's weird because there's like a big cr- like cruise ship, like a big yeah. tanker. So it's not like a river. <laughs> so, no, it's so I guess be the it's, ocean. I guess it's the ocean. Yeah, it's... And uh, that's when you learn about the respect meter. Oh, boy. Now, if you... Security guards come and find you in the act of trying to dump this guy's body because, spoiler, he's not dead. Uh, he gets out of the rug you wrapped him in and runs about 12 feet away. And then you find him again and kill him. Yes. And then the security guards are like, hey, what's going on here? And then they pull out their guns, and you can pull out your gun if you want, 
and shoot them or you can fight them because if you shoot them you lose respect you lose respect because murder with a gun murder with a gun you lose respect you cause too much noise yeah that's right cause too much of a scene but now after you beat these these security guards ass for a minute the security guard you paid off comes up and says hey that he, those are tony soprano's guys and the other security guards like oh he didn't say anything oh my god which is odd that that the security guard knowing you are connected like that would still attempt to shake you down you dump the body and that's about it yeah, and the story I mean goes on and on like that throughout the entire game you eventually get to a central story where aj hires you to be security at a rave that he is throwing with an idiot friend and then uh oh. he gets carjacked and it's tony's car that gets stolen by a Jamaican gangster. Why not? Um, and then you have to try to get Tony's car back, and you realize that this Jamaican gangster is connected to another cocaine dealer, and it's a rival boss from Philly, and eventually you murder him, and Tony, and you get made, and Tony... You Gives know, you a watch or something. It's very, it's very silly. It's very goofy, and it uh, doesn't make much sense, and is honestly not very fun. No, it's not fun. It could have been fun, but it does have some weird mechanics to it. The respect meter is very odd. If you go to zero respect, they whack you. Mm -hmm. You get whacked, whacked. Um, and as your respect goes down, it does not regenerate. And the only thing you can do to regenerate it is, uh pay tribute to Paulie, who is your direct captain. Yeah, he's your capo. He's your capo. Though you will do missions with Christopher. Mm -hmm. You'll do missions with AJ. Uh, you'll do missions for Syl. Sure. You'll get Vito a sandwich. Always. And that's honestly the whole game. Yeah. Is, Doing stuff. Is this. It's It's... It's odd. I feel like the respect meter, whenever I was given a choice to do two things, the harder thing, the thing I didn't want to do, the thing I didn't, if it would just get me done with that part, I was like, well, I'm not going to get respect for that. So I got to do the thing I don't want to do, like shoot instead of fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. And honestly, the as far as I can tell, the only thing that makes you lose respect is using your gun around witnesses mm -hmm. and talking tough with uh, any member of the family that's like a made man. Yeah, above you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's the only thing to lose respect. And honestly, if you don't use your gun all that much, you can go through the whole game with basically not caring about the respect meter. Correct. Even though it seems to be a core, like, mechanic of the game, or at least it was intended to be. Right. But it's honestly kind of not. You can, but you can beat the game without having building the respect meter to full. Like, well, you start out, you start out at full. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's not full and you get to the final mission, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It, it's not like Tony's like, hey, maybe someday, kid, go out there. You know, like in a real game, he would send you out and you'd have to do more missions. You'd have to pick up and then you have full respect and then you can beat the game. Yeah. Not in this. It doesn't really make a difference. Yeah. Or there would be some benefit to having more respect. Right. Like, I don't know. It, this game also has like some very funny, like, uh, 
clearly this game is GTA inspired. It, it, sort of. It kind of controls in like a bad facsimile of GTA. Uh, when you're in the Bing, you can talk to a stripper and she'll give you a lap dance that lasts five seconds. And then she'll like, you want to go again? And you click yes, thinking like maybe something different will happen. And nope. then it just re plays the, the repeat of that cutscene. Uh, and I say cutscene loosely. It's all in-game generated. Yeah, it's not, um, it's not a cutscene. It, and it's, <laughs> it's odd and weird. And you're just beating people up. The combat is atrocious. Yeah. It's very, very bad. Sometimes what would happen to me a lot, the most frustrated I got with this fucking game, is when there's more than one person attacking you, sometimes it is possible for them to basically stun lock you. Yes, stun lock. And beat you down, and you cannot get back up because the game like isn't fluid and kind of gets stuck in, in animations of you like trying to get up and them swinging at you. There's also <laughs> a delay. Like a lot of the, the number one weapon in this game is bottles of Jack Daniels and Hordies. Yeah. There are 40s and bottles of Jack Daniels just just about everywhere in and the bathroom, can, including the bathroom, yeah, including the bathroom. And you can pick them up and you can, you know, dome someone with it. Cock. Mm -hmm. And they'll do it to you, too. Sure. Will. And there's a delay in you getting hit. You'll get hit. Your hand will go to your head and then you'll ragdoll physics to the ground. It's nonsense. And like, I mean, I've died. I died twice in my playthrough of this game. And both were due to me getting into a corner with three guys. But there's also no real, like, the hitboxes are, yeah. are hard to determine. And it's just not, it's not enjoyable combat. There's, no. there's not really, aside from hearing some of these voices, it's just not an enjoyable experience. Yeah, I mean, they're the professional actors reprising their roles from the show is really the only reason you even consider playing this game. If it was sound-alikes, if it was like scrub actors, there's you it would be a pointless endeavor. Yeah. There's about 5 missions in this game that just repeat with different like contexts, right? Yes. So like you go to the gym with Christopher to 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 shake down some guy who's selling steroids and not paying his cut. And the juice bar guy is like, "Oh, jerk off." And Christopher's like, what'd you call me? And then he's like, Joey, take care of this guy for me. And that that is honestly 80% of the missions are someone saying, hey, Joey, take care of this guy for me. Oh. Yeah. Oh, forget about it. Oh, my own. We're molesting ah. kids over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's also very funny. It's, it's almost memeable, the Sopranos font with the gun as the R. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all this all, the game also has horrific loading. Like yeah. this game takes forever to load. So fucking long. And the loading screen is the revolver from the Sopranos logo, or not? It's not a revolver. The gun from the Sopranos logo revolving in the mm -hmm. corner, mm -hmm. and it gets stuck a lot. You busting my chops? <sighs> what can I say? I wanted it's... I wanted to love this game so much. It fundamentally misunderstands its source material. Mm-hmm. And here's what the, you know, The Godfather is a different game, but it's, of course. In, and then in a certain way, it's not that different as far as, like, what it's trying to do. The yeah. Godfather just actually pulls it off. Now, 
if in the Godfather, the Godfather game doesn't abandon the family and the the like the family type story and like the deeper story points of the film it's a game of it's obviously different than the movie but it doesn't abandon the themes of the movie not at all sopranos is not really a show about the mafia no it's a show about family david chase said he wanted to make a live action simpsons Right. <laughs> and honestly, Sopranos is one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. And all the kind of nuance in the Sopranos, you don't expect that to be carried over to a game. But they abandon it completely to make a bad GTA ripoff. Yep, exactly. With the best voice actors in any video. Yes, with incredible voice acting. And like even the setting, like they don't, they don't. They didn't. They put like zero care really into like making the bada bing look like it does. Nope. Or you know they got the exterior of Satrials fine, but like even the office is like poorly done. Yeah, it's not. You know, they they don't. They kind of don't understand the characters, and it's just it. It makes it. It makes it tough. Yeah. To like. <laughs> Understatement. Understatement right there. And whereas I had heard this game was bad, I came into this game hoping, hoping that I would love it wow. because I'm such a huge fan of The Sopranos. And unfortunately, I just couldn't. How could anyone? It's not even. That's the thing is like, okay, as a video game, you take off The Sopranos name. You've never seen The Sopranos. It's not good. And then if you're a Sopranos super fan, it's not good in a different way. So this is a game that has no, it just doesn't have anything to rely on. It just is pleasing no one. I, In fact, I would say if this game didn't have the Sopranos name attached to it, it would have gotten, it would have gotten scrapped. Yeah, it would never have been released. Yeah. So fun, fun little side note about this. Uh, HBO actually made a making of documentary for this game. It did. That, that aired in 2006, and it uh, includes previews of the game and footage of the actors recording their parts. Do you think, and there's, do you think they knew? Do you think the actors yeah. knew? They're like, yeah, they saw the script. Bullshit. This is bullshit. Yeah, they knew. They're like, this is fucking ass. But that's how good they are, is they're still like, fuck it. I still want to, it's still Tony. You know what I mean? Gown to oh, the movie. It's or still, or it's, it's just Tony. like, oh, fuck it. This is one day's worth of work for the $50,000. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, sweetest god. plum right there oh my god oh this is a fun fact this is a fun little trivia tidbit about this game christian malin who voiced mm -hmm. joey LaRocca, uh was reportedly david chase's second choice to play christopher moltisanti in the show Interesting. okay that's a super fun fact yeah which i mean uh obviously uh michael imperioli as christopher is a legendary pantheon 100%. performance so yeah, I'm, so I'm glad he good. got he got relegated to Joey LaRocca and Sopranos Road to Respect. I finally yeah. made it in the Sopranos, Ma. Ma, look at your boy made it. I'm a Soprano now. Oh, a uh, Maron. Maron, you killed him, you stupid shit. So let's get into the reception of this game. So this game uh, received generally unfavorable reviews, <laughs> according to Metacritic. No shock there. Oh, 
uh, it received poor reviews from GameSpot and IGN, and they complained about the overly simplistic gameplay, a small yeah. and linear game world with little ability to explore, blocky and unappealing graphics, marginal game mechanics, and various clipping and collision detection bugs. All accurate. The oh. voice acting contributed by the Sopranos cast received praise. Oh, as well it should. So it has a 42 out of 100 on Metacritic. That's a drubbing. GameSpot gave it a 4.2 out of 10. IGN gave it a 4.5 out of 10 in the US. And even le- even worse, a 3 out of 10 in the UK. Okay. Wow. X-Play gave it a 2 out of 5 stars. Yeah, just just critically panned. Uh, and I honestly has never met a person who was like, yeah, I fucking love that Sopranos game. No, there could be no one in the world who enjoyed this game. In fact, I would, I, I, I would hes- hesitate to say, I don't know many people who even knew this was a fucking game. That's actually a fair point. Like this, I don't know. I, you said it came out with 2006. I was both in the Sopranos and into video games, PlayStation 2 at the time. I have no memory of even hearing this was a thing. Yeah, so was I. I mean... 2006, uh, that's the year The Sopranos ended, right? I think it was seven. 2007? So we're right around the end of The Sopranos. Uh, 2006 was when the first half of the final season aired then. Yeah. And yet I'd never heard of it, and I was deep into The Sopranos. Yeah. That was my senior year of high school. I was deep into The Sopranos. Absolutely. So I don't know how I missed this. I'm glad I did, but it, it did not fucking catch fire, that's for sure. Yeah. Did, did, not. No. No. Hey, Joey. How long are we going to wait? So, what would you rank this game? How would you rate it? We, we saw how uh, all the quote-unquote professionals rated it. What would you give it? I, I am sorry, but I feel like iGen, GameSpot, all these are, are coming in a little high. I'm going to go with one. Oh! For this game. I'm going to agree with you, and I'm going to give it one dropped-on-the-floor piece of gabagool. <laughs> That's controversial. Yeah. Gabagool should never be on the floor. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just bad. I mean, it's just bad for every reason that we said. Like, there's no fun to it. It's just, it's like tediously watching fan fiction of The Sopranos. But, like, written by a child. A complete child who doesn't, like you said, doesn't understand The Sopranos. I just heard about there's a gangster show and was, for some reason, like it's like a school play uh, put on with fucking uh, the best actors in the business. Like somehow, you know, it had to be a contract thing that these actors involved. And it's both the only redeeming quality and a real fucking shame that they had to lend their voices to it. Yeah, this this was clearly written by someone who saw Goodfellas and thought that there was a good guy in that movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, like yeah. Henry Hill is a good guy. He's all right. Well, that was Sopranos Road to Respect. Oh, forget about it. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. We come out with a new episode every PS Tuesday. And if you'd like more content, you can follow us on our socials. We are on Instagram at Pod, And you can find me at Funeral Casual Games. I'm at Ian Golden Games. And we will see you next week. Have a good one. Gabba cool. Bada boom, bada bing.